I'm going to finish up today on this topic, uh, identity. And, you know, Joe and I have talked a lot about it, you know, on Wednesday and podcasts and, you know, just been, it's been a lot on my mind. And it's such a broad topic, such a wide topic, because, you know, I, I was sitting thinking, I was writing in my journal the other day, and I was thinking about how, you know, just growing up, you know, how I got a lot of my identity uh, in the natural I mean, I got all my identity in the natural from my family. You know, we were people who did things a certain way. We thought a certain way. We did certain things. Um, you know, and of course, as I got a little older, maybe some of my views and some of my identity might have changed somewhat. But it really, really changed. And not that my identity then was bad. Don't get me wrong. But it's like I was just a part of the, the group, and I still am part of the family. But when I came to Christ... I'm telling you, things changed in my life. I think that is the, that is the pivotal point, obviously, in our life because we go from being, uh, just, we go from being outside of, outside of Christ, being born again, and then He begins to speak to us and talk to us about who we are. I was, I was thinking about the, the Ten Commandments that was, we talked, Joe and I talked briefly about it on Wednesday, and I've mentioned this before, but the Ten Commandments, a lot of people look at the Ten Commandments and they'll say, you know, oh, well, those aren't relevant, or those aren't this, those aren't that. Well, the thing is, I mean, this is the way I guess I look at not just the Ten Commandments, but even the Scriptures, all of the Scriptures. They're not a bunch of rules. They're not rules. Oh, you better not do this. Oh, you better do that. Oh, if you don't give, because, you know, giving, if you give, you don't give, well, then blah, blah, blah. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. You know what? You have to be baptized. It's a rule. You have to be baptized. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a very good rule keeper. I'm just not. Um, uh, I mean, I keep the rules, but I don't keep them with a good attitude. When I feel like somebody's telling me, you got to do this, you got to do that. So I, I guess the thing is, is I, as I've grown in, in Christ, and see, some people say, well, you just need to submit. I do. But my outlook and my, my perspective on God's Word, and I'll just go all the way back to the Ten Commandments, because that's pretty simple. Uh, it was not a, it wasn't, Ten rules, ten laws, they, the Ten Commandments. They were commandments. Yeah, but were they just rules to be kept? Right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. I'm keeping the rules, God. I'm doing everything exactly as you've letter the law. The letter of the law. What does the Bible tell us? It says that, that the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And when we look at God's Word, oh, i got to do that. See, our identity, this is where I, I just want to kind of point out this this morning. Our identity is not that we're a bunch of rule keepers because we love God. I love God, so I keep the rules. It's an identity. I remember when I was a kid, I, was, I found the picture here a while back, and it's been years, but anyway, it was, I had a cowboy hat on and had a you know, you know, six-shooter on the side. I was probably six years old, seven years old, and I had my, my vest on, you know, my cowboy vest, and, you know, just my boots. I don't think I had boots on, but anyway, I just remember I had all my, and here's the thing, somebody say, oh, that's a nice costume. That wasn't a costume, that was an identity. I was a cowboy. That's who I was. It's not just what I wore, it's who I was in my heart. Now, you know, I'm talking to six-year-old. But the thing is, is when we look at God's law, when we look at the Word of God, and we go, oh, oh, so, so do you keep, oh, I keep the commandments, oh, I keep them all, I keep all, oh, I, I obey the Word of God, and, and, you know, that's a good thing to do. But the question I think we have to understand or to ask ourselves is why? 
Well, because I don't want to make God mad. So if it wouldn't make God mad, I'm talking to myself now. So Tom, if it wouldn't make God's mad, God mad, you would just do what you wanted? With that attitude is absolutely yes. If I were looking at the word of God, the promises of God, the Ten Commandments, like they're just rules. You got to keep them or else. But they're not rules. They are, but they're not. Let me, let me just, they're an identity. The Ten Commandments, the word of God, it's an identity. And if we can see it as an identity, then let me, let me go here to my, uh, okay, so, and probably the truth of the matter is, is if I were to say, who can name the Ten Commandments? Some people go, yeah. Some people go, I can remember a couple, whatever. We really, you know, it's not about, you know, knowing the rules so we can recite them. It's really Jesus boiled them all down into two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you could take the Ten Commandments, and you could say, well, where does this fit in that? Oh, yeah. The first four commandments actually are about our relationship with God. And I'm going to, let me, let me kind of hit this quickly. Uh, and and, and if you, we could read it like this. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Or you, we could look at it like this. We are people who have no other gods but the one true God. That's who we are. This is who we are. Oh, no, thou shalt have, oh, dang it, because I didn't really want to get rid of that, that idol or that other God that I serve or whatever. I didn't want to get rid of that. No, we would never say that. But the thing is, it does bring us to a place where we look and we're going, I don't get it. You know, I say, there's only one God anyway, isn't there? No, there's lots of gods. There's the God of money. There's the God of, of, of self-interest. I'm going to do what I want to do the way I want to do it. There's the, there's the God of, of, I mean, I could, we could stand here and name all kinds of things. But the Lord gave us these commandments. And he, because when, when did he give these commandments? After the children of Israel had come out of Egypt. They had been in, all the, the people that walked out of Egypt were born in Egypt. They'd been there 400 and some years. They, they basically, as a matter of fact, if you go back and you read, and the Lord tried to take the children of Israel into the promised land, and they griped and complained, and the Lord said, forget it. And he let them wander in the wilderness for a while, and eventually, you know, that was when Joseph got taken into Egypt. Joseph went first, <laughs> and everybody else wandered in the desert. And they were just out there, and eventually what happens is they all end up the J Jacob's, uh, you know, Jacob and his son. sons end up going down. But the thing is, is when they came out, when eventually when they came out of Egypt, you know what? None of them knew anything except slavery. That's all they knew. They didn't know how to be anything other than living in the land where they were foreigners and strangers. Boy, kind of like us. When we get born again, listen, I love this country. And I love Arizona. I love Yuma. Man, I love the fishing holes around here. But this is not my home. This is not my home. Uh, this world is not my home. We're here when we come to Christ. He gives us an identity. And he says, you're people who have one God. We are people that have no other God other than the God of heaven. The God that, according to when, he, when this was written, the God that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. We are the people, we are people that have one God. We are people who do not make for ourselves any idol. 
We don't create, and you might go, that's kind of silly. Well, let me be honest with you. When you get in trouble, when you go through struggles, what do you go to? The bank? Or do we go to our knees? Do we go to a person? And not that it's wrong to go to people and talk, but do, what do we put our life into? What do we go, if this is the last hope, this is the last hope, I got to make this call, it's the last hope, it's the last hope, I got to go to the point. Uh, where do we put our hope? Do we put it in the doctor? There's nothing wrong with doctors, nothing wrong with banks. But our first response is, listen, God, my heart is that I'm, gonna, there's no, I'm, I'm never going to put you second. You're number one. You're the best. You're the one. You're the, you order my steps, you, and he may order and guide your steps to the bank, to a doctor, whatever. But the thing is, is we're, we're people. We are people that seek the Lord first. We have no others that we go to before we go to God. The third commandment, if we read, can read it this way, we are people who do not misuse the name of the Lord our God. Now that, obviously people say, well, that's cussing. It is, but it's basically using the name of the Lord to justify what it is I want to do. I don't use God's name because I've, listen, sometimes I'll sit in situations and, and a person's come in to, to convince me that they're going to do a certain thing. And my thing is, is God said, then God said. But they keep using, well, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me. And my thing is, is knock yourself out. It's all good. And I'm not saying the Lord doesn't tell us because he does. But there's a, in, in those types of situations, a lot of times there's, there's principles. It's violating other things. You know, well, God told me to do this and not to worry about any of that. Listen, here's the thing. We're people that don't use the Lord's name, misuse the Lord's name. That's who we are. It's not just, oh, I, you don't, if you're going to cuss, use a cuss word that doesn't have God's name in it. That's not what that means. It means that we're people who value the name of God. He's, 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 the, he's the God, and we don't take him lightly. Uh, we're people that, that keep the Sabbath. What does that mean? I don't have time to go into all these. But if we can look at this and say, you know what? We don't, and I guess I look at the Sabbath not only as a natural rest, but also we have ceased from trying to work our way to heaven. I'm not working on my salvation anymore. I'm not working on my salvation. I'm saved. You know what I'm working on now? Others' salvation. I'm not resting from, from this is what salvation means. I'm working now to see other people saved. So, but rest is important, absolutely. But we're people who don't think that everything comes from the sweat of our brow. We can rest. We're people that understand that. We might not be at this point, but that would not be a bad study. That would not be a bad uh, a thing to really look into. And the thing is, is if we don't, what if we don't keep the Sabbath set apart? Just get more tired. It doesn't take our, well, you're not saved because you didn't do that. Because we're not saved because any rule that we've ever kept. This is an identity. The word of God is an identity. We are people who give generously. Not so that we can have a relationship because we do have a relationship with God. Our identity is not realized in doing certain things so we can be something. We are who God says we are, and so now we walk it out. We walk it out. Anyway, we're people that don't murder. We're people that don't commit adultery. We're people that don't steal. We're people that don't give false testimony. We're people that don't live a covetous life. That's who we are. And all those things are probably, that's probably 10 weeks of study, and we'd still never come to the end of all of that 
But if, we, if we're studying it to know, well, how do I keep this rule, this law? It's not about keeping a law. It's about having an identity. This is who God says I am, so let me see really what it is. When we look into the scriptures, let me read, let me read this verse. This is actually, uh, I want to start with this verse, specific verse. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. I'm going to read this out of the message, 17 and 18. It says, now we look inside. This is the message, right? yeah. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. The new life burgens or quickly grows, shoots up. Look at it. All this comes from God who settled the relationship between us and him. He settled it. He did it. How did he? I don't remember that. No, you wouldn't. Because God settled the broken relationship with Christ. He died for our sin. And so now, instead of us having a slave uh, mentality that we're a slave to things that we used to be slave, you know what we are now? We're sons and daughters. This is who we are. We're sons and daughters of God. Now, here's the thing. You might be sitting there thinking, well, I don't really feel like a son. Well, here's the thing. We've got to get in God's word and say, what does a son look like? Oh, man, a son honors his father. A son is, works hard to, to, to please, not so that he can be a son, but because he is a son. A son works hard. A son loves at all times. You can go through the scriptures instead of looking at it like, well, we got to do this. No, this is who I, so this is who I am. I am very interested in, in the natural, in, in, uh, uh, like ancestry stuff. I love reading back and some of it I don't want to find out, but I find out some things. And it's like I, I go back and I read and I'll, I'll research and I'll look at things. And the thing is, is people say, well, why do you care about that? Probably somebody thinking that right now. Why do you care about that? It doesn't change who I am. But it helps me to realize where God's hand rescued me. Because you know what? I could have ended up any place. I could have ended up in a horrible mess. But God picked me out just like he picked you out. He pulled you out of maybe it was a great place. Maybe it was not such a great place. But the thing is, is when he pulled me out, even if I had a good background, even if I, and I'm not saying I had a bad one, I just had a different one, you know. But the thing is, is even if, uh, if, if we don't understand it, he pulls us out and he says, now this is who you are. And it's not like, well, yeah, I was born, I'm a new creation in Christ. When I got saved in 1972, I didn't understand what all entailed. I didn't understand what it all meant, but here's what I do know is I've grown in Christ I'm a son of God. I am a son of God. And we are children of God. And one thing is, I don't know if I say this, but I'll say it anyway. Don't take it wrong. Um, when you see certain situations, maybe you're out and you see kids, and it's like, man, you're thinking, dude, you know what, out of control. And then you, you, you meet, you know, where they belong, and you go, well, that makes sense. I'm telling you now, when people find out that we're born again, that we're Christians, I'm on a hope that they would say, well, that makes sense. Because they know that God is a God of honor. God is a God of love and forgiveness and kindness. God is a God that doesn't tear away and just leave. God is a God that, that mends the breach. He's, a, he's a, a restorer of the breach. He fixes that which is broken. That's who he is. I want to be a fixer as best I can. I want to be a forgiver. I want to be kind. I want to be filled with joy because that's my identity. 
in Christ. God made us to be filled with joy and love and kindness. That's who he made. And the thing is, is we go, well, I guess I just need to read that a little bit more. It's not about reading it. There's one word that's used more in, 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 the, in the book of John than there is any other book in the Bible. And it's this word, believe. It's not enough just to know where it is. Well, yeah, I think that's a, yeah, that would be in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Yeah, it says I'm a new creation. But do you believe it? Well, the Bible says it, doesn't it? Doesn't, Bible says a lot of things. But believing is something where we take it off of the page, take it out of the text, we get it in our heart, we think on it, we meditate on it, and we begin to see our life through the lens of God's instruction of an identity. This is who you are. And it's not even so much about, oh, okay, i got to act like that. When it takes hold inside of us, you know, when, when, you, when you do meet, you know, families, and, you know, you tend to see things that run through the family. You know, you go into some families in their homes, and, man, they're real, real quiet, and they're real, real, then you go into other families, and they're a little more loud. I'm not saying that's bad, but there's things that run through families. Let me tell you what runs through the family of God. Love. Love is the center, the center um, purpose or the central focus of the scriptures from the Old Testament to the New. It's, it's love. And let me tell you right now, love is not something I tell, somebody was telling me the other day, we we're talking, and, and in the course of the conversation, there was this thing, a statement that was made that, well, you know, I don't just don't really feel the love anymore. I'm not feeling the love and blah, blah, blah. And, and I said, what does that have to do with it? You might go, what are you talking about? Well, if you're not feeling the love, you're not feeling the love. Let me tell you what I felt this morning when I woke up. <laughs> I felt like getting back into bed. His feelings come and go. Feelings are fickle. And the thing is, is we're not people who live by feelings. We are people who walk by faith. That's our identity. We are people that love because God says, well, but what if you're not feeling it? Well, love is not a feeling. It has feelings. Eventually. But love is an action. For God so loved the world, he felt so ooshy-gushy inside that he said, I think it would be wonderful if you'd go die on a cross and be crushed and beaten and bruised and, and, and die right there. And, 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 and yeah, I, I feel good about that. God didn't have the feelings. You know what? He saw the need. And he says, this is who I am. I'm a God of love. And so they made a plan. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they made a plan. You know why? Because it was their identity. The identity of God is God is love. We know that. The identity, one of the parts of the identity of the body of Christ, of us, is that we're people that love. Whether we feel like it or not. Because if we wait for the feelings, we might be waiting a long time. And we've heard people say, you know what, instead of trying to feel your, or, uh, you know, uh, work yourself, feel yourself into an action, why well, wait till I feel it, till I do, why don't we work ourselves into a feeling? And when we lay our hands to the task, whether it be serving or loving or, or, or forgetting or whatever it is, you know what, I don't feel like doing that, it doesn't matter. Because we are people, our identity is we're people, but the scripture tells us who we are, we're people that, we're, we're people that love, we're people that are filled with joy. Really? You know how I feel today? I don't, I, look, let me go back again. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how I feel. 
I, I remember Pastor Messer, and I don't know if this will this will cross over or whatever, but I remember over when we were in the other building. This was a long time ago, and Pastor went, and he said, the Lord spoke to him, and he said, jump for joy. <laughs> and he said, that's so silly. And he, and he said, it felt like the Lord just told him, jump for joy. Now, now, I'm not saying that's a scripture, but that's what the Lord spoke to him. And he thought, come on. And so, so he said, he just starts jumping. And he said he jumped and jumped, and he's thinking, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm jumping for joy, whatever. And he says, before long, because it was an action that the Lord instructed him. God may tell you to go to somebody and begin to do something for them on their behalf. I don't feel love for them. If you'll do what the Lord tells you to do, love will begin. You know, I know we were talking about our missions partners there, Destiny. And, and you know what? To be real honest with you, I think we can look at that and we can think, wait, I don't really feel it. I act so far away. But let me tell you right now, if the, Lord, if, if the Lord's connected us with him, and he has, and you might say, well, I, I just don't feel anything. Pastor Messi used to say this too. Just write, it, write a check. And you'll begin to feel some concern for what goes on because you're invested. I think that's the thing. The children of God, the people of God, are invested in who God says we are, whether we feel like it or not. It's an identity. It's not a rule that we keep. It's not something we do because we don't want to make God mad. Identity. It's by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings, not by anything in the natural. And, you know, I like it when the natural lines up with, with what the Word of God says, but some, most of the time it doesn't. But we still continue. We're people that trust God when everything says, we're people that, when everything says not to, we're people that believe God when everything says it's impossible. We believe God, we trust God. Let me finish reading this, and I want to actually read it out of the NIV. Let me start again. It says, now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start is created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgens. Look at it. All this comes from God, who settled the relationship between us and him, and then called us to settle our relationship with one another. Oh, well, I thought we were just fixing this relationship. No. He says, gave you a new life so that we could be right. Ten commandments, the first four are between us and God. You're not to have any other gods. You're not to have an idol, right? You know, don't use my name in vain. Well, yes, Lord. Get down to the sixth, and, say, and then it's how we respond to people. Don't murder, don't lie, don't cheat, don't, don't covet what other people have. Just be right. Respond correctly. But that's what, a new, that's what this new life is that God's given us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18 out of the NIV. It says, therefore, this you'll probably be more familiar with this version. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Identity, that's our identity is we are people that reconcile. We're people that reconcile. We, 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 we fix things between us and others as best we can. You know, the enemy, I'll finish with this this morning. The enemy would love this. The enemy would love to divide, separate. Divide, separate. Divide, separate. And you know what? He'll start 
on the large scale between you and people that you really don't spend much time with. But you know what? They just irritate you to no end. See them coming, I'm out. I'll go around the block before I'll go that way. Divide. So now it's like, you know, because they don't really matter. Because I mean, I, I have, they're not a part of my life. And then maybe people that are a little closer, then we'll begin to find out that, that he begins to divide us. He's, you know, he'll begin to suggest the enemy. We'll begin to suggest there's, a, there's an impasse, there's a, uh, an offense, a hurt or something, and people that are closer is like, you know what, I don't need them either. I don't need them either. And then it gets a little closer, and then it gets a little closer, and eventually it'll be between you and the person that's closest to you. You say, well, that'll never happen. Really? Really? It will. God's given us the ministry of, of, reconcil of reconciling, of bringing things back together. And the enemy will practice on these connections and relationships and friendships way out here, the ones that don't matter. And after he can divide us from them and then closer and then closer and then the ones closest to us, and then eventually it's like, and I don't even need God because you know what? Our identity is we are a family. And if I don't have a family, if I don't have people around me that I love and that love me, here's what happens. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't need nobody telling me what to do. I'm sick of people telling me what to do. We have an enemy that's sly. I'm not going to say he's smart, but he definitely has his tactics. And uh, I think if we can take some steps back and realize, look, God, help me. Help me to not be a, become a victim. Because if I get the mentality of the world, if I have an identity like the world, what happens is that I can easily be swayed. I can easily be deceived. I can easily be drawn away, drawn away. James, does every man, James 2, can't think of the verse right now, every man, James 1, every man is, is drawn away of his own lust, or his own stuff that he wants. I want to be left alone. I've said that. I want to be left alone. I just want, I just want them to leave me alone. And my wife would say, too bad. What do you mean too bad? Too bad. I just want to be left alone. Every man is drawn away of his own Lust, and when, and when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, an offense, unforgiveness. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. It's a progression. And the enemy knows that. And the thing is, this identity, our embracing the identity that God's given us is a progression. We have to, number one, believe. Say, God, I believe whatever you say. Okay, well, that's step one. Now we've got to know what it is. We've got to get it inside of our heart. And then we've got to begin to walk it out. And then we got to begin to declare it about our own life. This is who I am. I am a son of God. There's a song I love. I sing it all the time. It's only 175 years old. I sing it at home by myself. It's I am an overcomer. Some of you that have been around here for a while, you know that song. I'm an overcomer. I'm a king of heaven. I'm a determined fighter, devil. I'll fight with all God's given. Don't stand in my way because I'm coming through and nothing you do is going to stop me. Stop me. Stop me. Nobody remembers that song. <laughs> I'm telling you this morning, we need to make sure that we are getting our identity. How many of you growing up, and I'll, I, I am finished right now. So Jordan wants to come. Jimmy, you want to come play the guitar? Okay, it's all good. Somebody's got to come and segue me out of this. Um, I remember when I was little, and there were certain people that I would play with, friends. And um, 
I didn't really know him until I got to know him. And then when I got to know him, my mom says, you can't play with them anymore. I said, why? I didn't know. I just thought they were just kind of whatever. No, you can't play with them. I remember one day I came home. I was playing with these kids in the alley behind the house we lived in. And I came in, and I just, I was probably five years old, probably five. And I remember coming in and went back. Our bed was out on the screened-in porch. And I went out there, and I laid down on the bed. My mom came in, and we were sitting there talking. I just, mm-hmm, I had this little thing, did he going in my mind? And, and it was just this little saying, this little, with these words. I didn't even know what they meant. These little words that, uh, and I remember I, and then I sung them. I said the words. My mom raised up, and she slapped me, and I went, it wasn't that bad, was it? I don't sing that bad, do I, mom? And she told me, never, ever say that again. Where did you hear that? And from that point on, you're not playing with those kids anymore. Here's the thing. When we find ourselves doing things that don't line up with the identity that God's called us to, let me just say, stop playing with those people, with those situations. Get out of those situations. Because the thing is, is we will regurgitate what we get inside. We'll, we'll, we'll say it. It'll come out. Maybe not even in a while, I believe, but I just heard this. And eventually, we begin to take on that thought. For, well, you know, maybe. Well, I, I can't say I know everything. And like, well, I still can't say that. But we get influenced by things. I want to be influenced by God's word. I want the identity that God's called me to. We're sons and we're daughters. We're children of God. Let's pray.